have the physique of a 1970s porn star, but that doesn't mean you can wrestle. Speaking of porn stars. Did you get lost down a webcam rabbit hole last night? It's fascinating. I brought Chick home to help my mom without knowing who he was. And now to find out he's actually multiple people performing online. How do I broach that with him? Do I broach that with him? Welcome to River Talk. This is a Riverdale podcast where we break down our favorite TV show, Riverdale. Um, let's meet the River Talkers. Hey guys, I'm Aditi. I'm waving at you again because I feel like you can see me. But um, our question of the week was, which uh, TV universe do you think that you would want to be most part of? I want to be part of The Good Place because I just, I want to be best friends with everyone. But like, especially Jason. I just love him. He's so dumb. I love that I you love want him. to be in hell. Like you want to be in the hell. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite fictional universe is hell. Like that's what I Yes. Mean. But like Michael might be the greatest like demon ever. And I've seen a lot of supernatural. Am I your real life cheaty? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so like in the show, Chidi, whenever he gets upset over, like, choices he has to make, he gets a stomach ache. <laughs> Victoria will text me about three times a day, guys, I have a stomach ache. But, like, it's just to me. Because I have nervous tummy. Uh, me too. Yeah, Victoria, this was your question. What <laughs> fictional universe do you want to live in? Well, when I pitched the question, it was because I was staring at my Dawson's Creek, like, DVD, and I was like, I totally want to live at Dawson's Creek, but then I thought about it, and I was like, no. <laughs> Those little four, like, those four people had, like, so much drama. But I want to live in Pawnee, Indiana. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> right? Like, I want to go to, like, the Unity concert and, like, see, like, a hologram of Lil Sebastian. Like, Lil Sebastian. Like, I would totally intern. I, I, I know nothing about politics, but, like, I would totally intern there. Did just, April know anything about politics? No, you see, but like I'm, I'm not April because like I'm a little less pessimistic and scary. She's Andy Dwyer, guys. <laughs> I have no idea what show this is, and I feel really bad. Parks and Rec. <laughs> Parks and Rec. That's just get off the chat. I'm sorry, man. This is when it goes wrong for me every podcast. <laughs> right here, my answers to these questions. You're like, this is when the podcast goes downhill. It's literally the first thing we do. <laughs> We're off the rails already. <laughs> Where would no you one. belong, Allison? Um, hey, y'all. It's Allison. And if I could live in any fictional or time, movie TV time period, it would be Seattle Grace so that I can uh, bump shoulders with hot doctors. And I always have wanted to do chest compressions while riding on a gurney into the OR. That's like my top goal in life. My top goal in life is for someone to be heard enough that I can do chest <laughs> compressions on them. Uh, it feels like all of these right things here. relate together. Like someone from Dawson's Creek is the one who's dying, and then Allison <laughs> does chest compressions on them, and then they go to hell with a DD. Like someone could really just pass through it's all me. of these. I'm the one being compressed upon. That's what it is. It's the beginning of your journey. Um, and I'm Elizabeth. 
And the fictional TV universe I would like to live in is um, the Avatar The Last Airbender universe. And yes. um, I don't roll your eyes, Victoria. It's a great <laughs> universe. You would not be welcome there. It is. <laughs> That's what I'm like, excited. Can we, can we, are we doing the universe before Aang comes out of the iceberg or during the reign I of Aang or am- after during the peace? I would say either after the reign of Aang, well, like when his, in the peace period or during the Legend of Korra, because I think that would be fun. It was a little yes. bit like steampunky and like it everything was. was like a little bit easier to get around. Um, there was I more feel like on. it was modernized. Yeah. And in case you're wondering, I would be a firebender. So. I'd be a waterbender. All right, they I'm gonna watch this show. So they're not gonna I don't Victoria would not just be a go. bender at all. She'd be the cabbage merchant. Victoria, <laughs> <She laughs> <laughs> look it up. Look up the cabbage merchant. It's gonna hurt my feelings. I don't even want to. I was say when I hear, whenever I hear Avatar, all I think of is that Beyonce gif that's like seven <laughs> minutes long <laughs> about how she's all of them. <laughs> I think I can. I've never so seen it. The intro. I think you would love it, actually. It's like you should give it a chance, even show. though it's a cartoon. Like it's a really, it's an actually yeah, amazing show. Cartoons. I can't do it. It's only a thirty-minute episode. Not even. Yeah. If you watch it without yeah. It's like twenty. Yeah. It's like twenty-four or twenty-three. I've rewatched yeah. it recently, like and especially Legend of Korra. Actually, that's probably where I'd start. It holds up. Like you can still watch it. Yeah. Um, also, Legend of Korra aired when I was in college, so here, like me saying like, "Oh, it holds up." Like I watched it when I was a kid. Like I watched it when I was in college. I think Korra came out when I was like sixteen or seventeen. Yeah. Maybe. And that's showing our right, age. The last season was my senior year of college, so I think that's probably right. Um, okay, cool. So this week we are talking about Riverdale season two, episode eleven, chapter twenty four, The Wrestler. <laughs> So um, I would like to hear what y'all's Pussycat Lives rating is this week. So one being no life, this episode is dead, and nine being it gave me all the Pussycat Lives. So Aditi? It's a solid nine for me. <laughs> like, guys, guys, we got so much this episode. Like, we got Kevin Keller living his best life. <laughs> and we got Hiram Lodge wrestling. Like amazing I'm awful <laughs> no I feel it alright Allison what do you give this week I give this week's episode a 6 because I feel like it was slightly better than last week's but yet I feel like we're building too much towards something and there's been a lot of like and because uh, Mama Blossom was trying to hit on Hal and I just could not hang for any of that so solid 6 I give it a six, too. I gave it a six. But it would have been a seven if when Charles shoved the um, the candy apple on her mom, if it was, like, sticky and got stuck to her mom, it would have been a seven. <laughs> like, I was very upset when she pulled it away very casually, and I was like, oh, I wanted it to ruin her mom's outfit. But it was a six. Um, I thought it was a eight. The episode was a seven, and then Archie talked about singing, but didn't sing, and then he was an eight. <laughs> so I yeah. was really excited. It got Archie's also not major in music, point. which is like best case scenario. Yeah, because Archie didn't sing, and I was so pumped about it. But I, yeah, I also, I really liked the episode, but I'm so confused about where we're going. 
I felt like when the Black Hood was at least a villain, there was something we were driving towards. And now I'm just so confused. I guess it's the Lodge project, and we'll get to that. But like, I feel like there's a lack of direction, which made the episode a little bit hard because it was kind of out of context. Um, Allison? Yeah, and I feel like last episode and this episode, we've done this weird thing where we're creating drama out of nothing. Like, I feel like Hiram and Archie, like, weren't as dissimilar as they appeared in this episode and then they're like we hate each other and now we're gonna wrestle and now I'm gonna get mad because you're singing with my daughter like it just felt weirdly placed I also felt like there was a scene with between like Fred and Hiram that must have been cut so let's start breaking down this episode um because the episode was kind of all over the place i figured it'd be best to kind of just go plot line by plot line instead of trying to go in the order it happened in the episode because it was like all over the place so the first story line that i think is really important is the um jughead tony pickens day um kind of thing so we find out that cheryl has another messed up relative shocking this poor girl like really needs some help um and also this family really just all need to be taken out um and it's pickens day is coming up which is a big thing in riverdale um and it turns out that everything is a lie and it really is about the what shocker shocker yeah right and it really is about um the fact that the uh how did it's the uktenya tribe um, we're all slaughtered by Pickens, and that's Tony's grandfather is the oldest living serpent and tells the story. So kind of what did you guys think about this plot line um, in general in this episode? Yeah, do you- Okay. I had a lot to say about this because, like, when I was watching it, I was like, damn, I feel really validated in this moment. Like, I connected with Tony on such a high level. Like, Tony's my girl. I will not stand for any harm coming her way anymore. Because um, I get where she's coming from with the whole, like, Jughead, like, this was not your story to tell, especially the way you told it. Like, you made my grandfather out to be, like, in harsh words, like, a loser. But, like, her grandfather's super strong and super amazing. And Tony saying that this was not your story to tell, and especially not in this way, like, really resonated with me because... Well, we have so many things happening right now in our present-day society that so many people are telling these stories that it's not their story to tell and they don't have a very firm grasp on how to tell it or what it is no i totally agree um i was so impressed by tony in this episode and also tony's grandpa is my new favorite grandparent on the show yeah and blossom can go away now because it's justice for do we do we get his name i tried to find it when i was watching the episode But they must have just mentioned it once because they didn't again later in the episode. Um, But he is amazing and I'm obsessed with him. And you're totally right. I was, that was not the way I expected the story to play out. I thought they were going to say like, oh, Jughead, way to go for exposing this. And I'm so glad that they went deeper than that and were like, no, this is not the way this should have happened. And you need to acknowledge that. Her grandfather's name is Thomas Topaz and he's played by... um, this actor Graham Greene he is a Canadian's First Nation actor which is really amazing that's awesome oh that's so exciting props to CW hey Grandpa Topaz is now the new fave hashtag yep. for Tom Topaz right? yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hashtag for Tom Topaz that's what Tom it is 
Um, Vote for Tom. Yeah. And also I want to say, I mean, we'll get to we'll get to the Pickens Day thing in the end, but I think the protest at the end also had a lot of interesting politics going on, and I was really glad with the way that the CW handled it there. Um, so kind of back on a different storyline, we have everything going on with Veronica and the Lodges and kind of this whole project to buy up the South Side. Um, Veronica getting really involved in the family business, which I guess means like convincing Josie to play and doing some sort of like weird social manipulation. I'm not into it. And I'm so like, Veronica is a barely likable character sometimes and they are making her so unlikable. Um, What did you all think about this storyline? Allison? Well, they're giving her like all the like jobs that they like wouldn't necessarily want to do themselves. So they're like giving her like the bare minimum, like trying to like keep her in the family biz by like not doing actual real work. And she, I think she's letting it go to her head, and she's becoming like intolerable. I'm just like, get just no. Yeah, Victoria. I think she's already like, like you said, like she's very unlikable. And I didn't like. I don't know. I just felt really weird like watching her sing with like other girls like I was like I don't no 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 that's not your place no no I just I think she's getting the power like she like she knows she has power right now and it's getting to her a bit and I feel like slowly but surely she's gonna be breaking away from everyone in the group and it's definitely gonna affect her and Archie and I think think a breakup is coming imminent a breakup is imminent (laughs) i am revolution is imminent yeah it's a sad day where i'm rooting for archie more than i'm rooting for veronica (laughs) like i I feel bad that i hate on archie so much but he's like you hate on him from a place of love but right now i'm hating on veronica from a nice (laughs) place today today i was at starbucks and i was watching the episode and i literally paused, took my earphones out, and turned to the people I was with who were not paying attention and did not know I was watching Riverdale. And I was like, I just hate Archie Andrews. (laughs) And I was like, I don't like him. And they were like, who is that? I put my earphones on and said nothing. (laughs) So that's how I feel about him. Yeah. So other weird things happening with the uh, lodges. Didi, were you going to say something? Um, no. I I totally <laughs> forgot what I was gonna say, but like I told I agree with everyone on the whole thing that Veronica's gonna start alienating herself. Well, I feel like it's definitely happening already. And there's been less and less scenes with her and Betty, which the most likable stuff with Veronica has been when she's hanging out with Betty and you get to see their friendship and that's really disintegrated because Betty's got her own stuff going on and also Veronica's really sucked into this, so I think to redeem Veronica, you're going to have to team her back up with Betty. Yeah. Um, because Betty is queen. Um, so Obvious. speaking of the Coopers, they had a lot of very awkward family meals. That So Chick is there. and Chick, I have a question. Chick, Chick is there. I constantly am very confused. And, like, I miss things because I, I multitask when I shouldn't. But, okay, who is Chick's dad? We don't know. We don't know, know. but it's definitely not Hal. It's Tall Boy. We're supposed to assume that it's Hal, but, like, that's what we're supposed to assume, but they haven't confirmed it. I was going to say, he really hates his son, if it is Hal. Yeah. Here's my thing. Hal's blow-up at the fair, where he was like, do you know what you brought into our house, like, makes me think that it is a serpent kid, or someone, like, that we're going to meet on the show very briefly for a couple minutes. 
because like the amount of hate Hal had and like we all know Hal's from like the north side of Riverdale like he's got to be this mad because it's not someone from the north side FP is the father it's not FP (laughs) it's not him it is FP. It is FP. It's 100% not FP. It is 100%, 100% FP. It is FP. Which is what if it's like, Fred's kid? going to be a Gossip Girl situation. No, it's FP. Can't the, be Fred's kid. The other thing about if it's FP, too, is like not only does that create for like interesting interpersonal drama between FP and Alice and between like FP, oh, Alice, and Betty, like, but then Jughead has a brother, which is another yeah. interesting thing, right? So like it, – like it, whoever you have as the father needs to complicate it in a way that's not just oh it's not Hal it's some rando right so it has yeah, to be someone boy. we know I'm telling it's you it's tall boy. it's Tallboy I'm it putting 20 bucks on Tallboy tall boy right now it, no. I will put <laughs> 20 bucks on FB what if it's the sheriff's kid what if it's Tony's brother Oh, that's Kevin's brother yeah because like if you look at Chick he but then it's not something from the south side, right? No. But, like, how also... Also, he's already had a sex like, scandal because he's dating the mayor. And I feel like you've got to kind of limit it, right? And yeah. And FP's kind yeah. of been romance-free. Like, they're hanging on to him for Leave something. Leave him alone. And they're hanging they're on hanging to him for Alice. Because they're bringing back um, Jughead's mom and sister. They started, they started casting. Gonna be, what's her name? It's going to be Jelly Bean. No, no, I mean, like, are they getting the actress that what's his name wants? What's her name again? Neve Campbell. Yeah. Who do I'm, they want? I, Neve Campbell. She was the girl in Scream because of Whiskey Ulrich. That, yeah, oh that's what they. Oh my gosh, that would be so good. I read his interview with like, <laughs> I think it was like, it was a big magazine, but I read his interview and it was like, yeah, I'd love like Neve to be, um, Jughead's mom because like. Well, they could get someone her. like her. She'd be such a good addition because Do you know they've already. Who I want to be his mom. Sarah Michelle Geller. <gasps> yes. Oh yes, I'm here Wouldn't for that. that. Be so good, and she like this seems like the perfect fit for her. Like she would belong right in with that like 90s, oh. 80s cast. Dude, yeah. She, yes, she, she's Buffy. That show also, would in a minute, it would become a show. Yeah. yeah. She takes, I mean, I love her. I think she oh, is so underrated. She's amazing. Cruel Intentions, anyone? She's amazing. Oh, so um, good. Daphne? I'm going to start a Daphne. campaign on Twitter to cast Sarah Michelle Geller as Jughead's mom. You also, you know that everybody would be so into that, like the cast. Oh, and that cast hangs out so much that they would just like, and then Freddie Prince could pop up somewhere. <laughs> some all about some Freddie Prince. That could be, wait. Make it a rando, pop it in there, make it up. Wait, what if, like, Freddie Prince Jr. is Grundy's ex husband? (gasps) What? Oh, there it is, there it is. Stop, this is amazing. This is the best casting we've ever done. I was gonna say, like, oh, maybe, like, Weatherby could be gay and, like, Freddie Prince Jr. could be his husband or partner or whatever. And then I was like, wait, Grundy's scary ex husband. Who should be cast as Jellybean? That is key, though. Ooh, um, is it bad that I want what? Rowan Blanchard. Yeah, isn't know. she the one from Boy Meets World or Girl Meets World? She'd be good. Yeah, yeah, oh, she'd be really good. For your consideration, Melina Wiseman. Who's that? 
she played in season one she played young caro <gasps> yes 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 unfortunate events like the netflix show mm-hmm. she might be who's... too old but i like um don't oh know gosh, i'm really blanking on her name right now she played young snow white in once upon a time oh no oh i like <laughs> her bailey i think her name is bailey madison Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I feel like she. Oh, she's way too old now. But like, young her would have been a really good fit. Yeah, is she way too old? I, know I thought she was like fifteen. Very different. I think she's like she's seventeen old, or something. Okay, Jacob Tremblay's sister, the one that's currently on Supergirl. No. Did you just her eyes? She was born in 1999, so that makes her 19, right? Oh, too old. That's Ooh. how math works. <laughs> <laughs> 1999, she'd be 18. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I only know that because my sister was born in 1999. <laughs> um, cool. Okay, so now that we're done dream casting that, um, <laughs> also Chick we find out is a, and this is my favorite quote from the episode. He's a video gigolo, a webcam boy, a cyber trick, <laughs> um, which of course is another classic Kevin quote. Um, but what did you guys think about this revelation? And did it shock anyone? Because it did not oh. shock me. No, they said he was in fantasy fulfillment last episode, so I it's just I honestly jumped to sexual yeah. fantasy. Yep. <laughs> that was like they were gonna do something just to make it like not the obvious, but yeah, that or like a like a whenever I think fantasy fulfillment, I always think of like those furries. People that wear like... tails. No, mine goes to like medieval times and like the Ren Fair, not furries. What? <laughs> we all know what Allison's into now. <laughs> just saying. Absolutely not. We just like, oh no. They just have come up recently in conversation. It, that sounds worse. I don't know. <laughs> May have come up in conversation, like when I tell everybody about how much I love it. <laughs> it is. I do. Um,. Can we just talk about how when Betty shows Kevin the picture of Chick, he's like, I know him. What do I know him from? And Jughead goes, was it Jughead? From your forest romps? Yeah. What? Are we joking about that now? Because like so casually. Because people died or almost died when while he was on those romps in the forest. Like, just serious. Like, serious also, romps. Kevin <laughs> Keller, this was his episode. He shined. I always love Kevin Keller. I just think that actor is super underrated. And then he, like, delivers every episode after every episode. I'm like, give this guy more airtime. Holy moly. Well, they upped Casey him last Cut. season. I mean, he was yeah, a regular. Yeah, he's a series regular. now he's yeah. a series yeah. regular. Casey Cott, if you ever listen, just know that we love you and adore you. Please be our friend. Guys, I did talk to him at the panel. He was super nice. He was like, I oh. did. yeah. I he did was like, really, make really my nice. way to him, and I was really sad because I got stuck hyperventilating behind Cami and like talking to Marisol. She I had a good so like nice. ten minute conversation with her. They were all awesome. Okay. Can we get through a episode without talking about the fact that we met them? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, just so you all know, we did meet them. Um, so then at the end, I guess he's going to like teach Betty how to do this webcam thing. So that's coming, I guess. The um, wig is coming back. 
The wig is coming back. There's a darkness inside me. I was like, what? They want to trade scars, remember? That was the most melodramatic thing I've ever seen on the CW. That's saying something. (laughs) That's a a high bar to set. was created. That was a lot. Isn't there... Oh, no. Whose network is... What what network's um, theme is, like, we know drama? It's not that... Lifetimes. It is? No. Is it... Bravo. I feel like I my it's Bravo. Because, because the CWs is that annoying. Dare to defy. You went the complete wrong way. <laughs> it goes up, not down. <laughs> I'm sorry. My favorite is though when they sing it and then like they'll show like all these fighting sequences from like The Flash and Supergirl and they'll just cut to Jane like spinning in a dress. <laughs> Because Jane is breaking societal norms. 100%. She's the most badass out of anybody on that series. But, like, I'm just saying. Like, it's like they'll cut to, like, like Rachel Bloom, like, singing and dancing right after, like, Flash beats up a bad guy. And I'm just like, CW, I love you. Never change. I love the CW. It's my favorite network. I love the CW. So, um, I think we covered everything with them. The... I guess the last major storyline is everything that's going down with Archie and Hiram, which is a mess. Like, I was trying to follow it, like, or try to recap it in my head after, and it was, like, there's the wrestling scene, then they argue, then there's another wrestling scene where they actually wrestle, then there's the running scene, then another wrestling scene. It was a lot of testosterone in this episode. Like, there was just a lot of man happening. I mean, I didn't, I don't mind particularly, but I'm just acknowledging that there was like, ooh, a lot. My microphone just <laughs> fell because I was so excited about all the man happening. But like, there was a lot. Aditi, <laughs> um, were you going to say something? Allison has oh, had a moment. Um, I, so I started this episode late last night because I was coming home from dinner and I was like okay well when I watch it back in the morning like all this like Archie Hiram stuff is gonna make much more sense I watched the 20 minutes this morning and I still was like what is happening all these like they're just beating each other up and for what reason I cannot still pinpoint boys being boys (laughs) what it is also remind me of like what's that saying like it's a pissing contest or something it's literally what was going through my head like this is all like pointless banter for no reason i mean they're so good and they clearly have a lot of chemistry um i actually think that kj appa and uh mark consuelos have some of like the best actor chemistry on the show kj appa really shines in those scenes he's really good but narratively they weren't doing much for me um I liked all the wrestling uniforms, though. I was into that. I'm pretty sure that, like, that's something that the boys in high school, like, when my high school wore. I don't know, though. I never went to a wrestling match. Normally, they wear them with the shirts underneath, though. And Archie was hardcore not rocking a shirt underneath, which is probably not Ar- comfortable. There's no, they were shaving happening there. They didn't wear shirts. I'm pretty sure they didn't wear shirts at my school, like, when they were actually, like, at a meet. Really? Yeah, because it's something about, like, I think it, like, helps them pin each other. I'm not sure. Probably because you don't slide as much on the mat would be my yeah. guess. Like, the, the shirt oh, will cause yeah. you to slide. Like, oh, that's probably. the type of fighting that I did. Like, <laughs> nope. Yeah. 
Also, Archie, just break up Veronica. That's kind of also how I was feeling during this. Like, you're in an investigation with the FBI to, like, take down his family. You're also not getting invited to the grown-up table at all these events. And her dad really, really hates you. I was like, is it really worth it to stay together? Maybe. Probably not. Apparently, it's true love. Eh, until they break up. Victoria, until he... Thoughts on this? I still think that Betty and Archie are in. I need it. you to get out. It's going to happen. No. I think he's going to be the one who like he's saves her from whatever bad thing she's about to do. Yeah, yeah she's about to get into a dark place. I feel like they're setting up this dark place thing for like a Betty Jughead arc. No. It's going to be no. Archie. Oh, but wait. Oh, I'm so here for that all of a sudden. That would be perfect. You're saying like, what? The, the Betty Jughead. Betty Jughead, like, him, like, using his darkness to pull her out back to the good. I think... I, I would like to see that more, but I see them playing the Archie-Betty thing right now. Like, they're setting that up so hard. I just don't want, like, that storyline again, where, like, the good guy swoops in and saves the good girl from doing he's a bad a thing. Guy. He's annoying. He's yeah, literally he's Dawson. I can't. The show parallels Dawson's Creek so much, and it hurts me every week. No, like literally, like. Did you guys watch Dawson? No, I did watch Dawson, but I also find it parallel. I mean, they all pull from different things. Though I have to say, I'm really glad we're past that. Like, give the teenage girl a lesbian as a phase thing. Like, just have queer characters on the show. Like, I'm glad the yeah. CW doesn't yeah. have to play that. Like, if so Tony Topaz. What? Yeah, like Tony Topaz. Like, have someone like they're going to set up like, the so hard soon. They're already doing it. I'm here for it. <laughs> Bless you. I think it's fine if it's not going to be like a thing that's so distinctly a phase for your main character, right? Like with someone it's, like Cheryl, it could be something. I think that... they're going to make where Cheryl falls for Tony like harder than Tony falls for Cheryl. But then I think they're going to make it a phase for Cheryl. Oh, I, hope I don't not. Think... I don't think it's going to be a phase because the CW has been so, so, so CW good about it. CW is very good at it. But also, like... Also, they have enough the, gay characters that it doesn't need to be a phase, right? Like, yeah. Black people <clears throat> has a lot of, like, LGBTQ, like, writers that are very, very good. Yeah. Like, they have a few that are really good that I know that it's that. Yeah. And I... Yeah. Like, at most, I don't think it would be a phase. They would just write Tony off like they did with Joaquin. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I, yeah, they would write her off it, but I don't think they'll do that. I, they're not going to Maggie her. I hate oh, Maggie. Yeah. I hate Maggie so much. Yeah. Okay, so then I guess the last thing that happened in the episode is Pickens Day, which is a hot mess. So this is when kind of everything from the episode comes together. So Veronica performs with the Pussycats, and Josie is not here for it, and I am not here for it. And that's when that Hal and Mrs. Blossom thing happens, which is disgusting. And then also this is at the end when the protests happen, and Hiram Lodge turns out to be, like, the worst person ever. Um, so what did you all think about kind of like all these things that go down on Pickens Day that are the worst? I think they should retire Pickens Day after everything that happened. It was like <laughs> weird, like sexual tension between the Blossoms and Hal and then just... Aren't they related too? Yes! Bethune, I like, think the she's not sister-in-law. Yeah, she's my um, true. Sorry, I take that back. Yeah, they should just retire it because clearly it wasn't a good time for anyone. Nope. 
Also, is it weird that, like, I think Cheryl chopped off Pickens' head? Oh, I could see that. I don't Who think do it was a serpent. I don't what? think it was a serpent. Oh, so you think it's Cheryl? Does anybody have think... any other predictions? I think it's Cheryl. Like, I just... Yeah. It's I hard, it's Cheryl. Good. Oh, my God. The real black hood. Oh, my God. The black hood is Cheryl. No. I wouldn't be opposed. It would make more sense than that custodian. Yeah. I think it's Nana Blossom. I think we're transitioning into kind of predictions now. So do you all have any predictions for either next week or the upcoming weeks? Like what we're going to see? I'm still sticking with my Archie Betty situation. I think it's going to come very soon after Dark Betty. I think they're going to have an episode where Betty goes a little too crazy with the webcam thing. And Archie's going to maybe like Jughead doesn't get there in time or Jughead doesn't react the way Archie thinks it should be handled. And I think that's when Archie's going to do the sitch. And I think him and Veronica are going to be struggling. So in his mind, he doesn't like he's him and Veronica are on the rocks. That's my prediction. I'll go with that. <laughs> um, I think that we are going to find out who Chick's real father is very soon. If not next episode, then definitely the episode after next. Like, I think that is coming. Um, and I also think that uh, we are going to have a Hiram Archie showdown again. Because I think they, I think this was actually not a real, like, this was a setup for a showdown. But I think that a showdown is coming. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. isn't doesn't Hiram like offer for him to be like an intern of like their family business or whatever? I think there's gonna come they're gonna come to blows when he realizes that Archie isn't joining. If he does join for true intention, they're gonna duke it out. Yeah, Eddie, did you have any predictions? Um, all I have is that Cheryl is somehow involved with the whole like boycott Pickens, um, and that. This like weird how Al um what's Penelope thing? I feel like it's gonna be very short lived, but it's also gonna give us well Alice the reason to kick Hal out. And then she's gonna get with FP. Oh my god! I'm like while Bughead is not together, I need a new couple, and like Bughead is not getting back together anytime soon. So like if Phallus could happen, I'd be here for it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, mixed thoughts. Okay. Well, <laughs> this was an awesome episode. So, um, everybody, you want to give uh, your name again and where people can find you on social media? Um, I'm Victoria, and you can follow me on Spotify. <laughs> it's Vicky FN. I will plug my Spotify till the day I die. I don't make a playlist. <laughs> don't follow it. Just follow me on Twitter, Victoria. <laughs> Um, it's Allison, and you can follow me on Twitter at Willie and on Insta at awills011. My Spotify is not as cool. <laughs> um, I'm Aditi, and you can find me on Instagram at AditiVast, and on Twitter at OfficialAditi. And I'm Liz, and you can find me on Twitter at Liz E. Larson. Um, Liz with two Zs. And um, I am on Spotify, and I think I'm going to make a River Talk playlist. So, <gasps> yes, yes, yes. yeah, maybe I'll put that out on our 
um, official Twitter page. So you can follow us on Twitter at, at @rivertalk. If you have any thoughts, DM the at @rivertalk account or send us an email. Um, and next week. Thank you.